we're sharing from our DT today in Acts chapter 8. So the story of Acts is the story of the early church and how they began to live out the Great Commission. And one of the famous verses is in Acts 1.8 where it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. One of the fascinating parts of today's passage is that actually in Acts chapter 8 is when this begins to be fulfilled. We see Philip the evangelist before he meets the Ethiopian eunuch going to Samaria, reaching the people there. And then now in today's passage, meeting the Ethiopian eunuch. Ethiopia at that time was thought to be the ends of the earth. And it's fascinating to see how God has been at work. And so I want to look at today's passage and kind of learn some lessons about what it means to reach out to people, to share the gospel. And I want to start with the first verse in verse 26. So Philip, he's standing there and the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, rise and go toward the south, the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And here we see God's command, rise and go, but it's to a place that's not very strategic. It's to a desert place where people don't live. And then there's a road, it just goes up and down. So who's gonna stop by and hear about God? Wouldn't it be better to divert resources elsewhere? And yet it was a clear command from God, rise and go. Philip could have had all these excuses not to obey. Without drama, we found that what does he do? He rose and went. He obeyed. Did exactly what God told him. And through this step of obedience, we see the rest of the story and how he was able to experience so much. You know, these words, desert place, road that goes up and down. I thought about that as I thought about our call to go to the college campuses. In many ways, our campus is a desert place, one of the least reached populations of the world, a place where more often people go to lose their faith rather than gain people are usually on their way somewhere for those four years going after ambition, career, marriage, comfort. This college is just a stepping stone, a transient population, not much money to speak of. And that's why so many churches don't minister to college students. And yet for our church, man, we have had a clear calling to go. And as we obey, we got to experience God bringing people into our lives. Seekers who, because of college, were starting to investigate and were curious. And it's been hard. It's been tough at times, but there are many of us have been able to experience God in this way ourselves and also as we minister. And now we still feel this burden to keep going out into newer places, perhaps even more difficult places, schools in like New York and Boston, where people seem to have everything and it's a spiritual desert. And yet, perhaps, as we will go, God is preparing Ethiopian eunuchs for us to reach and we just need to go. I thought about the question, what made Philip an effective evangelist? What steps can I take to be more like Philip? And I said, Philip was an effective evangelist because he obeyed the prompting from the angel to go to the desert place. And why would he want to go there when it was against his own self-interest? I thought maybe a lot of us, we don't have more moments like this uh, where we meet Ethiopian eunuchs because many of us are too busy to do something against our own self-interest. We have our plans, our set schedules, and there's just no room for interruptions. This was one major interruption for Philip, and yet he obeyed. And this first step to go to the desert is really a challenging one for us. And then also, because he went, he met an unlikely seeker of truth. Maybe even when he saw the Ethiopian eunuch, he had some reservations. This guy's rich, I'm not, he's from another country, a foreigner, a eunuch, normally considered unclean. And yet, he was there, reading Isaiah. What are the odds? And I thought about how, man, if I ever met people like this, and I know I have, they look on the outside like most of the college students do, so put together, and yet they have this hunger to understand God's word. Some have even asked me personally, I've tried reading the Bible on my own, but I don't understand it. Can you explain it to me? And man, what a precious opportunity that is. 
But I thought, man, am I making myself, are we making ourselves more available for these moments? I think it's really fascinating, this picture of this eunuch, because by the time Philip gets to him, he's really prepared, right? So how has God been preparing him? Well, think about where he's from, from Ethiopia. There's such a spiritual hunger in him that he would travel all the way to Jerusalem to worship God. And just to appreciate that, I Google mapped it. It's 4,500 kilometers or 2,800 miles. On Google Maps, an 87-hour drive. Back then, with chariots, horses, how long did that take? And he had this kind of spiritual hunger. On top of that, now reading through the scriptures, even when he didn't fully understand, trying to figure it out. And who knew? I'm sure Philip didn't know. And yet when he got there, this is what he found. It's this kind of person. And I think one of the stories in Acts chapter 8 is the story of God who's preparing this man, using Philip to be that final bridge. But most of the work was done by God. And I think that's true of us, our own testimony. When you think about our lives, all the people, situations, circumstances that God brought into our life, such that when we came to welcome them, when we came to a Bible study, we were ready to listen. Now, sometimes as evangelists, we can put too much emphasis on technique, what I can offer in terms of skills. But no, it's really about willingness. God's the one who's preparing their hearts, the one who's changing the hearts. Therefore, we need to pray. Pray for people, pray for our campus, and then be willing to go out to meet them. And likewise, who knows where we might be in someone's spiritual journey. We might not be in the position of Philip who actually leads this person to salvation. We might be that person in the eunuch's court who first started the spiritual conversation. Or maybe his friend who brought God. God uses everything and that's why we just need to be willing to go out. To have those conversations move people's hearts along. Ajit Fernando, he wrote the commentary on Acts and he says this. He relates a story about a young pastor who led a hardened criminal to Christ. And the criminal then turned to him and said, Now preacher, don't get the big head because I have accepted Christ. You are just the 25th man. And that's how God works. Whether we're the 25th or the first, God is using us. And what does he ask of us? To be willing, to go, to be used, to draw someone that much closer to him. Mm-hmm. And then there's also an interesting thing as we look at this story and some tips on evangelism. First of all, what does Philip do when he sees this man? He starts with what this man is doing, what he's reading. Through that, he started a dialogue. He was interested in what this man was interested in. And that's what we see. For Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, he said, we have to become willing to be all things for all people in order that we may win some. To meet people with where they're at, even if it's hard or uncomfortable for us, that's where we start. And then to be able to answer their questions with scripture. Philip uses his question as a bridge to then talk about God. Ajit Fernando again said, often people are not interested in the question we think the gospel answers. This is particularly true of postmodern society where people may not consider themselves to be interested in finding the truth, to be in need of a supreme God or to be guilty of sin. Thus, we need to start with what they recognize as needs, their felt needs, and then show them what Christianity has to say about those needs. From there, we can lead them to recognize a need for Christ and his salvation. So that question, what made Philip an effective evangelist? Just as God was preparing the Ethiopian eunuch, I think Philip was preparing himself with God's word because when we see the verses that he started off with in Isaiah 53, uh, the commentary actually says that back then, the popular interpretation of that passage was that it was referring to Israel, not the Messiah. And yet in Luke 22, 37, Jesus is recorded as having taught disciples that he was the Messiah. He was going to fulfill this passage as the suffering servant. So the fact that Philip was able to explain this passage for this Ethiopian eunuch at this moment in time I think wasn't just a happenstance, but it was something Jesus knew ahead of time and was preparing his disciples for. And so imagine if every Bible study you listened to 
was supposed to be replicated by you to bless someone else for their salvation. I mean, have you considered yourself to be like Philip, someone who may have the privilege of explaining scripture to someone else someday, even leading them to salvation? I think this passage motivates me to pay careful attention to Bible studies and DT times because I'll just never know when I'll have the opportunity to teach, explain to someone else what it means. And this reminds me of the verse in 1 Peter 3.15, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. We may not all be eloquent speakers, not all public teachers and preachers, but I think we should all as Christians be able to explain the reason for the hope that we have in the gospel. All right, that's it for today. We'll see you later. Bye.